are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 100. Now, in this episode, I talk to the guys from Devilskin, so the bass player Paul and the guitarist Nail. Now, it's a great interview to talk about their new album called Red, which I highly recommend everyone go out and get a copy. It's an amazing album, and especially in these times as lockdown, it's great just to kick back and listen to it. Yeah, do yourself a favour, go and have a listen to the album. Now, I was going to do a lot of new segments in this podcast today, but uh, due to everything that's going on, it's fallen a bit behind, so I'm just going to get straight into the interview today. So first of all, here's my interview with Paul, followed by the interview with Nail. Enjoy it. Good evening, Adam. How you doing? Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, man. How you doing? No, very good. Thank you. In these, in these crazy times... It's crazy. It's like being in some bad Nicholas Cage movie, man. Oh, no. So, what part of the country are you in, Adam? I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Right, yeah. I love Melbourne. I've got a niece there. It's such a beautiful town. We're in total lockdown here now, so if you walk around the streets, the cops want to know what you're doing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not quite at that stage yet, but I think it's getting there real soon. Yeah. We're uh, pretty much, we're just working from home now. That's the stage we're up to. Yeah, good on you, man. That's the way. Well, I hope you stay safe and, and you know, your family are coming. Um, keep working from it. So, you are, yeah, it's called Red, out on April 3rd. Yeah. That's the one, yep. Yeah, so what can you tell us about this album? Well, we've been together as a band for, for 10 years now, and I think um, we're getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this album, you know, I think it's our, our most cohesive and, and yeah, our most complex um, album to date, you know. And just the, the songs, um, you know, we demoed 30 songs for this album, and we had to cut it down to 12, so... Oh, wow. There was there was a lot going on, and, and the songs seemed to put themselves on this album. It was kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Track one, do you see birds? Um, that was one of the last songs we wrote for, and it nearly didn't make the track, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a couple of us pushed really hard for it, and, and we got it on there. And as soon as we recorded it, Jenny was the first one to say, "But we're all thinking it." She goes, "Hey, we have to start the album with the with the song." You know? mm. And <laughs> the bitter irony of it all, Adam and Star. The song "Do You See Birds" is about you know someone who's trapped and, and uh, confined and looking out a window at birds flying away and everyone else has freedom and yet this this person doesn't. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean I saw the single uh, "Corrode." The, yes. Yeah, I saw the film clip for that one with all the all the red paint and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was hard work. I tell you, behind the scenes, it was, it was cool because we, we pitched that song to three or four different directors and um, Alex Hargroves came back to us and, and she had this this crazy concept which, you know, evolved into the music video. But we hadn't told her that the album was going to be called Red and that the theme was Red or anything like that. And she yep. had written all that into the, into the video and as soon as we read it, we were like, man, this is cool. This is going to be crazy if she can make it work. And yeah, she had a submerged in a freezing cold pool of thick water and 
Paint and, <laughs> and uh, it was mixed up with cornflour, so um, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, it got, it got pretty messy. Man, we had to spend a, a good amount of time spraying the cold water. We filmed it one time in Auckland, and um, uh, we, we got a machine, I'm out of this pool, just dripping with this thick, <laughs> horrible goo. Uh, sorry, guys, there's no showers here in the studio. Oh, serious, um, but we've got one of these little, we've got one of these camping showers, you know, <laughs> sort of like a little camp that someone holds up. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, we had someone up a ladder holding that up and, and tipping, um, tipping hot water over us uh, <laughs> while we are in this little shower. And, of course, hot water and um, flour and water, corn flour, you know, sort yeah. of made us into just pancakes, man. Like, <laughs> as soon as the hot water hit us, our beards, uh, it's just crazy. It's just so messy. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I remember saying to the guy, shit, this video better look good, you know. And, yeah, we're, we're really stoked for it. So you've got uh, your son on drums, isn't it, Nick? Nick, yes. Yeah, that, that must be quite yeah, a buzz for you. Oh, it totally is. You know, um, Adam, I get goosebumps at rehearsals from, from his playing. You know, he's just he's just really good. And I basically, you know, I pressed Gangle into the band when he was 15. Mm. Um, we started out with another drummer, and um, he, he'd, he'd come uh, dine and dance sort of bands, playing in quite restaurants and stuff, and he's just sort of filling in for a bit. And he couldn't do the story that we had come out, and I basically said to Mick, you're doing it or you're grounded. Yeah, we haven't looked back since then. He's, um, he's just incredible. He's grown. He's been with us for, you know, seven, eight, nine years now. And yeah. um, he's, yeah, just an, an incredible musician, multi-instrumentalist. He takes a big part in the songwriting and the, and the production and everything. He's, yeah, it, it, it's such a... It's a great proud dad moment, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I play in that band with my daughter. She's uh, 24. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we started when she was probably about 12, 13, you know, playing together. And um, yeah, I understand totally how you, how you feel. You must just you know, look back at him and think, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge feeling. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and um, Jenny married um, my wife's little brother. So Jenny's my sister. And um, oh, really? Consequently, Nick's, yeah, consequently, Nick's auntie. Yeah, the funny thing, Adam, is that everyone thinks that Nile and I are the guitarists and I are twins, but it's actually Keith and Lee Goatees. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, but, yeah, we're actually not, he's the only one who's not related in the whole thing. Yeah. I think we have to adopt him. Yeah, that's right. For sure. So, so he was, what, about 15, did you say, when he first joined the band, your son? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, green is, you know, he'd, he'd been playing drums since he was like seven or eight. Mm. You know, I knew he was good, but I didn't, you know, he, he never gigged, he never set up a drum kit before, he just had a, a, a kit in the garage. And a friend of mine turned up and I was ahead of him and said, hey, you know, here's a drum kit. And he goes, how does this work? I can't play drums to save my life, I'll be honest. You know? yeah. And I hopped on it, but it was kind of like this. And he goes, oh, okay. And he hopped on and seriously, without a word of lie, he was, he was really good. Wow. It was frightening. I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just runs with it. He's the same on guitar. You know, it's, it's frightening. You know, he played piano on our first album. Um, hmm. he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty switched on. Yeah. Yeah, to all That's incredible. And you started off on guitar, didn't you, when, before the before this band? Um, I actually started my very first band. I was playing bass for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. We were rubbish. We were so bad. Um, 
And I saw an idea there's ice in a, in a music shop window, and uh, you know, it was one of those moments where the world stops revolving and you just focus on this shining, beautiful guitar in the shop. Yeah. And yeah, I bought this ice and, and tried to teach myself how to play guitar, you know, alongside ACDC records and, and Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath and all the rest of it. And yeah, played guitar, you know, all the way up to. Um, well, I still play now, I've got another band called World War Four, but yep. um, with Devil Skin, I, I only said that I'd play bass for the first jam when we got together. Hey, we haven't jammed, we didn't have a bass player, and I said, well, I've got a bass guitar, so I'm just going to crank it into my Marshalls and my guitar rig, because I'm not a bassist, and I'll just play for this one jam. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, 10 years later, here I am, still playing bass, still playing bass through my guitar rig. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, man. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I've got I've got um, a couple of four by twelve quads that are, are six hundred watt Celestian speakers in it, um, one hundred fifty watt each, you know, Celestians, and and so um, yeah, you know, I just went through a, a Marshall JC in two thousand ESL through two of those and, and two quads, and that's got Lenny sound, and I love the aggressive bass, the, the, the biting bass that you can't ignore, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's so I've always been a fan of that sort of sound, so yeah. know, I don't consider myself a bass player. I'm yeah. not a real bass player out there. I've never considered myself one. But having said that, there is a song in the song in the new album where I actually do a bass walk. Uh, it's a song called Be Like the River. Yeah. So, okay. For the bass playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So are you still doing the the Axe Attack radio show? Yes, yes what? I am. It's on iHeartRadio. Yep. And um, it runs 24-7 now, so, you know, it's, it's, it's the dream for me. Mm. I was always sort of stuck on a radio station um, for a couple of hours, one night a week, you know, and, um, and now doing it on iHeartRadio. I've got, you know, 24-7, I record a 7-hour show that's looped for a week, you know, I replace it every week. So, mm. yeah, man, it's, it's uh, 32 years now I've been doing it. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, I saw that. And you interviewed some great artists, like from Metallica, Steve Vai, and Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. Years. Oh, yeah. I've, I've yeah, been very privileged to um, talk to some of the greats, you know. And, yep. You know, people like Kelton and Neil and stuff like that, and just to get five minutes of their time is really special. You know, it's like you, you, you only interview people all the time, and it's, it's a great insight into their life, and you feel very, very privileged, you know, and it's someone of that stature. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. I'm probably, probably my, my crown achievement was, you know, spending an hour turning our only talking about guitars in, in such old in Auckland. Wow. Um, one time, so, yeah, just, you just find yourself in these positions, and it's great, you know. Yeah. Getting backstage with Yeah. Basically, your rock scenes and your metal fans are just so freaking loyal. Yeah. You just count on them forever. That's right. Yeah, last night I actually watched one of your live homegrown 
I think it was from 2018, one of your live clips. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, great show. It's really energetic and uh, all the guys just run around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, homegrown festivals are always a great time and a great crowd and just a great vibe in the room. So there's just so much energy there. It's, it's always been a lot of fun. And we've, we've been lucky enough to play there, you know, probably about five years now, five or six years. Yeah, so I must ask you, after watching that, I thought, have you guys ever collided together or been hit by a chainsaw or anything? <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's only, it's only just a blooper reel because yeah, the amount of times when you know, I've spun around and, and cracked my over the head with my guitar and <laughs> bleed a couple of times and uh, he smacked me around and kicked me out and tripped over each other and yeah. oh, chaos. Man. It's, it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a couple of times I've spun around lost at the moment and women not genuine in their head and it's like, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> oh Jesus, that felt really hard. Is she okay? Is she okay? She's, she's a trooper, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> they put a dirty looking carries on. But um, yeah, it's, it's chaos. It's good fun. Yeah, I mean, what a voice too, especially watching her video. Her vocals are amazing. I do. Seriously, yeah. You know, with, with my radio show, The X Attack, she sent me a demo when she was 16. Mm. That's right. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, saying, you hear a voice, just you know, like amazing voice, and then she goes into that. I think, wow, you know, it's just like two different characters. Yeah, seriously, man. She can do anything. She's just, yeah, she's got that gift, and um, even even better probably than the amazing voice that she has is just her, her sense of melody. You know, we can be jamming it in the band room, and, and we'll come up with a riff, and she'll be sort of thumbing through a magazine. We'll go, hey, Jenny, can you just sing something to this? And she'll go, sure. And she'll just sing this beautiful melody and you just start to tears and it's like, you get to the end and it's like, Jenny, that's beautiful. What was that? That was amazing. Just do that every time. She goes, um, oh, that was, a, was actually a recipe for beef goulash out of this woman's magazine and read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as well. Like, I mean, some of the stuff you guys are playing, like those syncopated riffs, and then she's just like singing this total, something different over the top. Like you're saying, you know, nice melody and really good blend. You know, yeah. you, you guys are just a, a perfect, perfect match. The whole, whole lot of you, <laughs> it's great. Thanks, man. It's just, I mean, she's she's the best thing I've ever worked with, and it's easily the best um, drummer I've ever played with. And Mel's amazing. It's just like 
working with these guys, it makes you look at, it makes me look at my act, you know, and, and yeah. wow, I'm, so, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to be playing the band with these talented people, and it's, um, yeah, I've got to step up my game and keep on top of things, and, and just to be up there with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just for a little bit of context, just some of the songs, um, just a, a little bit of background. There's a song called um, Same Life, and there's a little beeper from the from the shop in the, at the very end of the song. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wee Jerry little shop that goes around here and just saying, it's an Indian man works. And I see him every day, and I just want to be his best customer of the, the day, you know. And I say, hey, man, how you doing? How's your day going? You know, I'll, I'll try to be chirpy as I can. And he looks at me every time and he goes, oh, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the inspiration for, um, for that song came from. Sweet release is about it. Um, a 21-year-old um, guy who is in a um, psychiatric hospital here in Hamilton and he was supposed to be on suicide watch and um, they let him out to go for a cigarette and he went down the ground and stuff and that was such a tragic story and that happened five years ago and his folks have been fighting for justice and just to get the mental health of that. Mm. That's a real harrowing story that I followed right from the very beginning really easily is, is the song Sweet Release. So I, I went around and saw this boy's parents and asked them for their permission basically to, to release the song and to put their son's story and their story in, in a song and it was yeah. overwhelming. Thanks, Paul. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, we're appreciate support, Adam. Uh, yeah, feel free to keep in touch with us, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll do for sure, 100%. Thanks, mate. All right, All right. no worries. Thank Take you. Care. All right, see you soon. Bye bye. Now, over to my interview with Nail to talk about the guitar parts. Do you guys like collaborate with the, the writing of this album? So, okay, um, when it comes to the lyrics, Jenny and Paul write all of those. I don't have anything to do with the lyrics. Yep. Um, you know, um, I, I find myself more in the um, writing guitar parts and arrangements, and, you know, I find that more my role. But, um, you know, we, we collectively, absolutely, 100%, we all collaborate. Yep. And, and, and write, write the songs together. I mean, uh, and I think you'll find that the best songs that we've written have been the ones where it just naturally sort of come together and we've all been in the room at the same time yeah yeah so so on this album were they yeah. pretty much all written before the studio yeah so so all of the songs are already sort of written yep. um we demoed about 30 songs out you know and we would had to whittle it down to like a small handful that made it on the record mm. so we, we demoed about um 30 songs yep. they were all pretty well written before we got to the studio you know there's a, a bit of pre-production first of all before we got to the studio, but I mean, you know, those, they're pretty much sort of how, how they were written, you know, they haven't really changed a whole lot. So when you go into recording mode, do you already have both parts figured out for your guitar playing? Yeah, well, see, see I have all the all the rhythm parts are already sort of nutted out. Yep. And then when you get to the studio, um, there's um, a whole bunch of layering that we do when we go in there, you know. Mm. And that, as a lot of it's sort of made up on the fly. 
Yep. Um, a lot of it's experimenting with pedals and different effects, just trying to get those. So everything that you hear on that record, yeah. Adam, is um, every keyboard sound is not keyboards, it's all guitars, okay. the whole thing. Yep. So um, all, the, all the little bits, all the sonics that fill all the sound out in the middle, that's that's all guitar. And there's a lot of um, experimenting with, with pedals and stuff to sort of just get the right sounds, for, and they're all different. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? that's right. <laughs> Actually, before I forget, I had a message from John. I got a feeling this was from Paul, but he said to talk to you about your uh, customized guitars and you in, also installed the Stadiatic on the ESP. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's so, correct. Yeah. So what, what's that? I don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, so um, you know what, um, like an Ebo? You know an Ebo? Yeah, 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 I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically a pickup with an Ebo built into it. So when, you, when you're playing off the neck pickup, it's a beautiful sounding pickup in itself sounds amazing and but and then you can flick a switch which turns a pickup into um like an epo so what it does is it, it, it turns the magnet in the pickup mm. and it, it shoots the magnetic pulse out of the pickup to the string and it makes the string vibrate wow so you can hit any note on the guitar yep. and make it feedback instantly without having to stand in front of an amplifier oh, so wow. when you're using um an ear system yep. a lot of People are using in ears, and so a lot of people aren't even using amplifiers on stage anymore. You know, these are fully digital rigs. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. with with that regard, it's it's if you want feedback, you just go, you flick a switch, and it's there, and you can actually flick between the octaves on that feed, feedback note. So mm. if you've got a like a like an E going, Ooh, and you want to go, Ooh, you yeah. can like you can turn it to any note that you like. It takes a lot of the guessing away from having to stand in front of an amplifier and playing. At exceedingly loud volumes as well. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Wow, that sounds really good. Yeah, man, I love it. Yeah, I've stuck them in two guitars now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really good. I haven't bought myself to cut holes in a Les Paul though yet, and just chuck one in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how many guitars did you use for this album? Um, tracking, I would say we probably used uh, a good dozen, mm-hmm. and there was a mixture between Les Pauls. There was um, some tellies on there. Um, I used a couple of Gretches. There was an SG, there was, um, yeah, there was a bunch of different guitars we used. I even used a Rickenbacker for one of the holes, you know. So, I mean, there's there's a whole different variety of um, guitars that we used just to try and get the right tones. And, and not every song is different. Yeah. Every song, it's just like being a mechanic, you know, like, you use different tools. And how about your, your tuning? Is it all different tuning on the album, yep. or just the main main one? No, no, no. So we're basically we're just in drop drop D from E flat. Yep. So so we drop C sharp. Mm. Um, except for a couple of the songs, Endo and um, and Corrode, they were both. So the E strings dropped down to A sharp for those two songs. Yeah, I was going to ask about Corrode because I noticed that was really low. Yeah, it is low. Yeah, yeah, you need. And I have a, a, a guitar that's dedicated especially for those. Those low tune songs, you know, I've got a guitar set up with heavy strings on it. Okay. Otherwise, they flap all over the place. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, actually, talking about Endo, that one I noticed you had some lot of you know, great riffs and different chords. Yeah, 
that song that came together really, really cool. Um, Nick wrote all the music for that song. Oh, really? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now, going after the song, the fourth song, the Eyes... Eyes Are Heavy? Eyes Heavy, that's the one. Now, yeah. notice you've got the little harmonised solo at the end of, on the last run. So for live, do you do a, do you use a pedal or just do it as a single? No, I use it as a single. No, and I actually doubled that solo in the studio. To, to, like, I didn't use a pedal on it. That's me playing harmonies okay, yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that song. I'm excited for people to hear that song. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to get out and start playing it live. Have you guys rehearsed this full album as a band together? Yes, no, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've been actually right before the lockdown. We were just rehearsing the album how it was on how it is on track listing. Oh, really? We've been just just running right through it, yeah, because we were sort of toying out whether we might um, play it live at some stage, just in its entirety, how it is. But yeah, yeah. We got shut shut down with. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> shut, you know, the whole world got shut down. Actually, the other one that really stood out was um, yeah, Bright Lights, where you got that more of a you know, that delay effect at the intro riff, then you got something over the top of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's another one. I thought, oh, what, which one are you going to do live? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I oh, was just doing the main rhythm part live. Yeah. And we'll stick the, um, the, like, the little delay part will become like a backing track. You know, it'll be like a sample piece that we'll just have going through the PA. Yep, I and then, um, Yeah, we'll still keep it live. I think if you just did the... Um, the little delay bit by itself I don't think yeah I think the, the rhythm part would probably lose itself at the start of the song yeah yeah but um, I mean yeah, overall the the album just you know, really great riffs especially uh, probably my favourite one would have to be Be Like The River I mean they're all good but I just really like the riffs in that one in the solo <laughs> yeah 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 you know what we had to fight like hell to get that song on the record like oh really um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we all dug it and it was like the, the title track it was the title of our last record. Yep. And um, so to us, it was a no-brainer that it had to go on the album. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, you know, we're glad it made it on the album. It's a fun, sort of got a bluesy, you know, it's got a bluesy riff in it, but yeah. it's got, got a bit of a swing and a bit of swagger about it, you know? That's it. And it's not trying to be anything. It's not trying to be a pop song. It's not trying to be, uh, it's not trying to be a single or anything. It's just a cool, fun, bluesy rock song that we all dig and we Love playing it live. It's so much fun to play. You know, Jenny kills it when she sings it. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, her, her vocals again, just amazing on this album. You know, yeah, between yeah. the vocals, they're outstanding, aren't they? Yeah, actually, there's one that really stood out. Um, I think it was "Same Life," where she does like the, you know, the vocal into the growl, then back, back and forth. Yeah. I thought, how did she do that? You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And she does that live too. You know, she just goes from, um, yeah, she goes from from summer to raw. Yeah, that's right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was uh, the Victor. I noticed, like, with the vocal parts, it's like it's like nearly two vocal parts, you know, overlapping. The each line type thing yeah um, so do you guys come in with your vocals on that one or is she just doing that live 
she, she's she's doing it all. You know that that song when we, we went away on a songwriting weekend um, up north, yep. and um, we were by a beach and no shit. And, and this is what we do when we write songs. Sometimes we'll go away somewhere. Yeah. And um, and this particular occasion we went over this place in Manukau Heads, and uh, we was you know we, we moved all the furniture around and we rent somebody's house there. We go somewhere nice and isolated, and we were we were playing away, and, and no bullshit. This hovercraft goes past the window. Mm. I mean, I've never even seen a hovercraft in my life, but this wasn't a small hovercraft. It was a big hovercraft, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and we were writing the song at the, at the time, and we didn't have a title for the song, so we called it Harry the Hovercraft oh, really? for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so it was called Harry the Hovercraft for a little while for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. And then um, on the way home, um, we we struck this really horrific car accident on the way home and um there were children that had been ejected from the car and there was just carnage up the road everywhere and there were bodies and people it was awful yeah and um this little boy that we sort of picked up off the road and helped his name was victor oh, okay and um and that's how the, the song sort of came about you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then of course you know after the, the melodies and that for the song were already there yeah and um it was Already constructed musically, but it was missing some lyrics. And yep. then, um, obviously, after we saw that, it was an inspiration you know, for the lyrics behind it. Now, going back to track two, the All Fall Down. Yeah. Now, that's, that really stands out to me like another single. Is that in the, in the works of another single? Yeah, it's already been released as a single oh, it has, here has in it? New Zealand. It's, yeah, it's been out for a little while. It's, um, oh. There's a video for it on YouTube as well. You might want to check that out. Um, oh, didn't even notice. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been going good guns here. It's been on high rotate on the radio station here in New Zealand. And, um, oh, excellent. So, yeah, there's a video for that one already and already done. But it probably hasn't really worked its way to Australia yet, but I'd say it won't be far away. But I think as an album, yeah. it, it really sells itself. Hopefully, you know, if people get to hear parts of it and they'll think, well, get on to this one. Well, actually, you know, that's, um, you know we're, we're so proud of this album, Adam, you know, and that's why it's taken three years to do the next one. Yeah. You know, we've been doing some pretty big tours around around the world, really, mm. you know, and it's, it's it's hard to write when you're traveling all the time. Oh, for sure. Um, but, um, you know, I think we've, we've taken um, the last three years of traveling and, a lot of the shows we do, and I think it comes. I think it portrays um, in our songwriting in yep. this record. Mm. Um, I think it's um, a more mature record than the last record. Yep. Um, and when I say mature, I don't mean that in a negative way to be like the river. I just mean it's just. I think we've all evolved a little bit as as songwriters and as musicians as well. You know. Yeah, oh, for sure. Now, know what you mean. All right. Well, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate you taking your time out on a Sunday. Do this with me. Great. Cool. Thanks very much. Mate. No worries. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. Yeah.